I'm John. And I'm David. And you're listening to the Autocorrect Podcast. So this is our recap for the Miami GP. The first race I actually went to in person. Yep. And also the inaugural Miami Grand Prix, which I believe is on a 10-year contract, but I could be wrong about that. I know it's at least coming back for next year. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that. But uh, before we actually talk about the Miami Grand Prix itself, I quickly want to talk about the W Series races that that were uh, before it. So the Miami race weekend was the... uh, first race of the season for the W Series. And I want to congratulate um, Jamie Chadwick for winning both races. She's the reigning champion for W Series. But I also think that it's, in, that it's worth acknowledging Jessica Hawkins, who came over from Aston Martin. She's uh, the Aston Martin, or one of the Aston Martin brand ambassadors. Uh, if you follow any Aston Martin social media, you'll know who she is. But she got a podium on her first ever W Series race. Hmm. I didn't know that. Yeah. <laughs> and for anybody who doesn't know, the W Series is uh, a single-seater, open-wheel racing series specifically for women. And the idea of it is to get women interested in racing, get them some experience, so then they can graduate through the different formulas. So they can go through Formula 3, Formula 2, and hopefully we can eventually get some women drivers in F1. I think uh, Jamie Chadwick is certainly a, a great candidate for at least F2, and I hope someday to see her in F1 as well. Yeah, I did see quite a few clips about uh, the female drivers, and the, the people that I saw looked pretty, <laughs> they looked pretty skilled to me. Yeah, I think uh, maybe over the summer break or something, we'll uh, do a... Uh, a short episode on the W series and the history of women in racing. I think that would be interesting to, uh, to do at some point. Yeah. Let us know. Is that something that you guys would like to hear about? Yeah. And if you, uh, if anybody listening has not, you know, listened to us before or isn't aware, we do have an Instagram that's uh, the autocorrect podcast. It should be linked in the description on every platform. And, uh, if you want to check that out, we usually, uh, we've been getting a little better about you know posting when we have episodes and you know let you stay up to date and know when we post an episode or you know what kind of things might be coming up might get like a sneak peek um so if anybody wants to check that out that is uh th- that'll give you a sneak peek into what we're doing and uh what's coming up yeah and also feel free to um you know, either send us a DM or uh, or leave a comment about anything you want to share with us. We uh, we love to hear your feedback. Yeah, if anybody wants to, you know, if you DM us and you want to recommend a topic or interested in being a guest to DM us or email us, we are going to reach out to a few people. Hopefully, we'll have a few guests on this summer. So, anyways, back to uh, F one and the uh, Miami F one race. So I was sat in the marina grandstands right at turn six in the uh, fake marina complex. That's uh, that's that's a story for another day. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, a lot of action there. Um, 
you know, it's a street circuit, so it's going to be a narrow track and there are limited opportunities for overtake. But uh, going into uh, uh, turn seven was a great overtake opportunity. Didn't see many overtakes there, but it was definitely a great overtake opportunity. And uh, it was definitely a difficult complex. I mean, in practice one, Valtteri Bottas went off right at the exit of turn seven, just got too much curb and went straight into the, the or went reverse into the barriers. So uh, fortunately he was okay, just a little bit of damage to the car and they had the car back out for practice three Saturday morning or Saturday afternoon, I should say. But um, I was surprised at um, how smoothly the race went. Yeah, there was, there, was, there wasn't, there wasn't uh, too much there. There were some, you know, fairly major. I mean, I, I was, ex- I was honestly expecting the race to get red flagged at turn one, lap one, but it didn't. It took until lap 42, I believe, for a virtual safety car and then a safety car to be deployed. But we'll talk about that as we, uh, as we go through the race. Yep. But anyway, starting from the beginning of the race, Charles Leclerc on pole. Carlos Sainz P2 and Max Verstappen P3 and Checo Perez P4. Pretty standard lineup for this year so far. But going into turn one, uh, Max got a, uh, got a better run up to turn one and uh, easily overtook Charles Leclerc. One of those, you know which battles to fight. So he, uh, he definitely defended, but when he realized he lost the position, he just let him by, which is racing. You know, you don't want to do something stupid, especially on a, uh, narrow and unforgiving track such as Miami. Yeah. But uh, after that uh, initial overtake, uh, honestly, not much happened. <laughs> uh, the two Astons, the two Astons actually had a little bit of an interesting strategy call. So there was some sort of a, a fueling issue with, with both, both Aston Martins. So they both had to start from pit lane, stroll ahead of uh, Vettel. And, um, it's a huge disadvantage. I think they immediately lost at least five seconds just from pit lane start, and that's to the back of Latifi, so way at the back of the field. But both Astons started on the hard compound tire. The only other driver to start on the hard compound tire was George Russell, and we'll talk about him in a little bit. But uh, definitely an interesting strategy call for Aston, and it ended up paying off. So they were able to play the long game and essentially overcut everyone by not having to stop around lap 20 or 30 for tires they were able to extend into late 30s early 40s for tires so they they were able to gain some positions and hold on to those positions yeah but george the other driver who started on the hards uh was banking on essentially a uh safety car red flag around lap 38 to 42 which is exactly what happened yeah there were some interesting moves uh you know i i you were actually there yeah i I didn't i didn't get to watch the race uh live but you know even looking at the highlights i i think that the one thing is the the i guess would you even call it like a delamination the it it wasn't so what we're talking about is on i believe it was lap 42 when, yeah, I should have. I, I didn't write it down. But. I, I'm pretty sure it's lap 42. I could be wrong about that, but um, uh, Pierre Gasly was defending, and Norris went up the inside, and uh, he clipped uh, Norris's right rear. Yep. And um, the tire completely came off the rim. So 
for those of you who don't know, the cars are designed to essentially stay together in the event of an impact. Um, and that's to protect the other drivers and spectators and marshals. Right. But um, so, the, so the wheels are tethered to the car so that when you're in some sort of an impact, the, the wheel just doesn't come flying off the car and go careening into another driver or something. But what that doesn't protect against is when the tire completely comes off of the wheel. And aren't 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 they beadlock, or are they just no? Normal, they're not beadlock. They're just they're, normal. They're they're just normal. But if you actually look at an F one tire, it, there's no beadlock on it, but it, it's got this interesting like convex sidewall. So it, it's not just a straight sidewall like you'd see on a normal tire, like on a no, normal road tire. It's actually convex. Right, and it was interesting because it you know the tire just like came off it literally it just like popped off uh, and it like popped all the way off to the point where it was rolling it, it was rolling down the track it, it, it actually a hazard for another driver to hit it fortunately nobody did yeah but that was bizarre i it, honestly i i did not expect that out of all things like the tire to come off maybe you like to hit it and then like have it shred yeah but to no, come it, off it in one piece yeah was bizarre and have it just pop off the bead i mean if formula one didn't have the ridiculous budget it did have or does have that tire could probably be reused <laughs> yeah honestly it, that was the that was the weirdest thing though because you know they shred and they get all kinds of damage and stuff and they'll you know they'll pop or whatever you want to call it from you know shred away or whatever but i mean it was we, we saw a lot of the last time that we saw substantial tire issues was austria 2020 when uh obviously we had the COVID nineteen pandemic which delayed the, the start of the season and Austria it was just so hot there that tires were failing left and right. I believe only twelve cars ended up finishing that race and of the eight cars that retired, at least six of them retired with tire failure. Yeah, that it's been funky. I'll, yeah. I'll put it that way. I mean Right now we have Pirelli tires, and I, I personally like the Pirelli tires. I, I think they're pretty good tires, but we, we've seen issues with every tire manufacturer, but uh, Pirelli's big issues have been graining issues, um, which I think are mostly solved now. Obviously, this year, 2022, we switched to an 18-inch uh, wheel, which I, I believe the nominal diameter of the tire stayed the same. I think it was just the, the wheel went from a 13 to an 18. Yeah. Uh, I, I could be wrong on that. We will uh, we'll fact check that later. But I'm pretty sure the nominal diameter of the the wheel and tire assembly actually stayed the same. Yeah, it was just less sidewall. Yeah, because if you look at, at a, like a 2021 car, it has this massive sidewall on it. So let's let's you know wrap this up. Let's talk about the. Oh, uh, there there was a little more excitement the on last, the last lap. The last lap is so. At the last lap, actually, um, Mick Schumacher was running in the points, so was Seb Vettel. They're both running in the points. Um, and there's a little tussle between the two of them. Mm. Uh, you know, a little bit of an unfortunate incident, but such happens in racing. You know, everybody walked away unscathed, which is the most important thing. But um, I think Mick defended a corner a little too, uh, a little too hard, and Seb wasn't expecting it. And... Um, Mick spun Seb around, 
Mick was able to come in, get a new front wing, and, and continue on the race. Unfortunately, he didn't score any points, but Seb was forced to retire. Yeah. The uh, other interesting result of that was uh, Alonso had a couple of uh, five-second penalties added post-race. And the result of that being Alex Albon scored some points and so did Lance Stroll. So this year, every, dri- every team has scored a point as of the fifth race of the season. Uh, I believe only two drivers haven't scored a point, uh, two drivers being Mick Schumacher and uh, Nicholas Latifi. Um, I really hope uh, Mick scores a point soon. Oh, and then the other, the other little bit of drama on the last lap was Valtteri Bottas was doing a great job of defending against both Mercedes of Russell and Hamilton. And then turn four, last lap, he just went a little too wide and let them both by. <laughs> that, that was really unfortunate to see. I, I would have liked to have seen Bottas finish ahead of both Mercedes in an Alfa Romeo. Yeah. And the final note is the great job that Carlos Sainz did defending against Checo Perez, especially in the last handful of laps after the safety car came in. That that was just some phenomenal work by him because the Red Bull is a faster car. It, it has the faster straight line speed, yeah. which on a street track like Miami is everything. Right. So he did, he did a phenomenal job defending against the master of defense, Sergio Perez. But uh, what, what were you going to add earlier? Oh, I, you know, I wanted to touch on, we've talked about this a bunch of times, but really, you know, the changes to the 2022 cars and, you know, drivers are in- incredibly talented and it does take a lot of skill more than a lot of people realize. But the, you know, the, the change in regulation and, you know, the increased arrow and subsequently decrease speed. Well, it was actually decreased arrow, not increased arrow. No, the cars are ground effect cars now. Oh, right, right, right. Sorry. These are the first ever ground effect cars in F1. Sorry, increased aero regulation. Yes, yes. Not physically increased aero. The changes to the regulations have kind of really showed who has what strong suit. And obviously reaction time and being able to perform at higher speeds is a important skill but you know a little bit slower and being able to maneuver yeah i mean racing is not or at least f1 is not just about putting your foot down and it's and being almost brave. like the least of what it's about is speed yeah honestly i mean you look at you look at something like uh top fuel dragsters which is really just a measure of who can put their foot down fastest and who's the bravest. And, well, it's almost just like designing your car better. Yeah. And yeah. it's kind of, it's interesting because... The, and these F1 drivers are incredibly brave. Some of the stuff they do is just incredible. And, and looking at it in a different light, the changes to just the regulations and, and everything, the designs this year in general, kind of more accurately show how close in skill the drivers really are. And I would, I, you know, Mercedes was very dominant for, I don't know, how many years? Uh, eight. eight. <laughs> yeah. yeah eight, eight back-to-back so constructors' championships. You know, they were dominant and they did have good drivers, but they also had dominant engineering and, and one of the biggest budgets. Actually, the, did they have the biggest budget? Uh, it was between them and Ferrari. Yeah, well, it's always between them and Ferrari for that. <laughs> Something that I, I was reading about uh, that I didn't, I, I was actually completely unaware of that 
again, we'll we'll talk about in another episode, is Ferrari gets a heritage bonus. That's so, interesting. Yeah, they're the only team that's been around for the entire since the start. Yeah, yeah. they. Um, I I don't. Well, I'll have to do more research on the specifics, but even if Ferrari doesn't score a single point, if they just if they just compete, I think they're guaranteed something on the order of thirty to fifty million dollars from the FIA. That doesn't surprise me. And that that's if they don't even score. They've, a they've put point. enough into it. Yeah, but that's something that we'll talk about in another episode and. Uh, in our deep dive series, which we haven't forgotten about, I know we haven't put up an episode of that in a while. We haven't forgotten about it. It, it just didn't quite follow the schedule we were expecting it to, but that that will certainly be coming back, especially now over the summer. Um, I believe the next episode we have to record is the regulations episode, and we will spend a lot of that episode talking about the 2022 regulations. Uh, obviously, we'll talk about the other regu- the other major iterations of the regulations. But the 2022 regulations are, some people say, the biggest change in regulations the sport has ever seen. I would, you know, I'd agree with that. But I I think, you know, closing out on this, the, the regulations really do, it's like the best way to look at it is they really show people that aren't, maybe that aren't really familiar with, you know, F1 in, in depth. It shows how close the drivers really are, even though it might not seem like it in the past few years, but it's kind of, you know, the drivers are really close. And of course you have to have a skilled driver and you can have a skilled driver in a slower car and still do better, but a very skilled driver in a slightly faster car makes a difference. Oh, absolutely. On top of that, it's just kind of like, you know, with Hamilton, he's a skilled driver, but Mercedes did have an upper hand and those which kind of allowed him to make more mistakes. And I'm not saying mistakes as in like, you know, breaking regulation. I'm saying mistakes as in like, could have like handled a little different, that kind of thing. As in driver error. Right. And so it it gave him a little bit more padding. Right. And well, that's the thing. It gave him just the right amount where it counteracted any minor accidents because it was significantly faster. And it's kind of like now that all the cars, all the cars honestly are struggling, but all the cars are you know, more limited. It really highlights the fact that all these drivers are incredibly talented. Yeah. And it is a much closer race and skill than it used to appear. Absolutely. The, the other thing that I just want to touch on before we close out this episode is, obviously this was my first time out on track for an F1 race, and also my first time ever seeing not only a 2022 car in person, but a turbo hybrid car in person. And what I couldn't believe was just how big the cars were. Um, at our local Ferrari dealer, they've had for a few months now a uh, 2012 uh, Ferrari F1 car sitting in their showroom. So we're pretty familiar with the sizing of that car. Yeah. These 2022 cars, at least visually, look to be at least 50% bigger than that, if not more. Um, I'll be interested when we go to Canada for, for you to be able to see the cars and see what you think. Because I... I was really taken aback. I knew the cars have gotten bigger. I just didn't realize that they're massive now. Yeah, I'm I'm interested to see how big they, you know, they 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 are. I, you know, I figured they'd be bigger, but you know, you kind of described it to me and I was like, uh, "Damn." Yeah, I know. So, well, uh that's going to wrap this one up. Uh we will be 
uh, releasing this week. We won't be releasing a full episode on Wednesday, but we will be releasing kind of a preview of what our next few episodes are going to cover. Um, and then we will get into, you know, back into our Arctic exploration, back into the F1 deep dive and, you know, go from there. Yep. So uh, that's going to be it for this episode and we'll catch you guys next time. Thanks for listening.